Welcome to A Regenerative Future with Matt Powers. I'm your host, Matt Powers, and this is a very special episode of our podcast slash video series that we're doing here on YouTube. This is an incredible opportunity to talk with an inventor that has provided a pathway for change for all of us to embrace beyond fossil fuels, getting beyond the combustion engine and embracing a healthy, ethical, and fun way of transportation. And it was this actual inventor and his crowdfunding program that encouraged me to take the, take the leap, take the dive, and to become a crowdfunding innovator. And that's what launched all my books. That's what started it all off was actually teaching my students about the Rat Racer and encouraging my students to create their own inventions, to crowdfund their own ideas. And then the students said, well, you got to demonstrate it, you got to show it, you got to do it too. And so I did it too and it launched me into a totally different reality, a completely new life. And I really want this for everyone. I want everyone to become entrepreneurs, innovators, and experimenters, scientists in their own life so that they can discover what works for them, how extraordinary their lives truly can be, and the changes they can make for themselves and for the people around them, for the environment, for the future. And that's what this regeneration is all about. It's what permaculture really is all about. It's about us accessing our best selves so that we can have that abundant future that we all want. So without any further ado, let's dive in and talk to Rich Cronfield about, <laughs> and without any further ado, let's talk to the inventor of the Rat Racer. We're talking to Rich Cronfeld. Here we go. Like a lot of people, I'm a, a bike nut. I, I love biking and I was bike commuting to my old job. Uh, and I think I remember, I, w I was biking one day and I remember, I, I don't know if I dreamt this, this, this might've been a dream, but I think it was real. Um, I saw a Velomobile um, and uh, I was like, wow, what's that? It's, you mean you can ride your bike um, in the rain or if it's cold or, or whatever, you know, because uh, my, my commute to my old job was um, uh, 14 miles each way. So it was roughly about an hour and a half. And we have great, a uh, great trail system in the, in Minneapolis and St. Paul, like I think one of the best in the country, but it was still uh, uh, challenging to do it every single day. Um, so I, I, I couldn't because, you know, it's Minnesota. So it, it, it would rain or snow or something. And uh, if you, if, if I left work too late, I'd get caught in the dark. And even with, you know, reasonable uh, bicycle lighting, it's, I just didn't, still didn't feel safe. Um, so I, I joined, I had joined this electric vehicle association club for, you know, EV nerds. And they put out a, a bulletin saying, look, there's a, a grant being um, put out there by the, the state of Minnesota for any kind of new vehicle ideas or technologies. So on a whim, I, I wrote it, and then I found out that I actually won the grant. It was the first grant I ever won. <laughs> and uh, uh, I found some really good people to work with, and we, we built the first prototype. Um, and over time, it, it evolved, because it started out just being, I just want, uh, uh, 
a, a safer way and a, a weatherproof way to bike commute. And then I had researched and I found out about there's this whole huge velomobile culture in Europe, Australia. It's really big in Australia. Um, they actually asked me to bring the car out there and be in one of their races. Um, so it inspired me. And then I realized, okay, if I can be weatherproof and if I can have heat, that's great. But I still have the challenge of it's going to take me an hour and a half every morning and every evening. Even though I would buy, I had, if I could afford it right now, I, I'd buy a Bellmobile in a heartbeat. But I still had the, the time problems. Then I thought, well, what if it just goes as fast, if it can just go as fast as a car? Um, so at first it was just this problem solving thing for me. And I was going to buy, I was going to try to buy something and I couldn't find anything. So then, um, and like I said, I got this, this grant and, um, and we built it. And then once it was built, then we realized there's sort of this aspect to it. That's also like exciting because when you pedal it, you go, you know, car speed. Um, so it's like a super, you know, uh, turbocharged uh, electric bike too. Yeah, and I grew up, I started skiing at age two and I was a racer starting at age six. I went to Killington Mountain School. My brothers, you know, were clocked, you know, going 70 miles per hour as in the gates, you know, not even free skiing. So we, I grew up going fast. And so oh. the idea of the vehicle shrinking and being not a motorcycle, because that's still, that still, for me, feels very exposed. But yeah. to have it be more natural, to have it be safer, to take yeah. us to that speed, but keep us safe, but also give us way more control. Yeah. Um, and it, I just, it just seems like this is going to be the most fun evolution in driving since people really started all, everyone started being able to afford cars. And yeah. And it is a democratization in a way too. Um, and then, oh man, there's so many benefits here. So, so let's start at the beginning. So first of all, we're magnifying our power when we pedal this vehicle. And, right. and there, there are electric bikes that do that, but this is oh, yeah. a little bit different because you've got options, right? Yeah, well, it, like you said, there, there are um, pedelec bikes that, you, that will, well, you know, I mean, there's bikes that uh, you can just run on electric power and stop pedaling, kind of, I guess, like a moped. And then there's bikes that are pedelecs where it amplifies your, and there's a lot of great products out. I was at a bike convention a few years ago, electric bike convention a few years ago in California, and there's a ton of really nice uh, electric bikes out there. But that's the, the Rat Racer will do the same thing. Um, you can adjust the amount of boost um or you cannot pedal at all so you can you can pedal with maximum boost you can pedal with minimum boost or you can just use the hand throttle so the prototype has a basically it's just a motorcycle hand throttle um the production car i'd wanted to have something a little bit um more advanced than that uh and also when you pedal um you regenerate a little bit of power back into the system um and the percentage of that is all depending on your speed on your weight on the grade on the wind a lot of variables but you you do generate a little bit of power back 
what, what I mean, a lot of people will say, <clears throat> you know, is it really worth it because it's not that much energy that goes back into the system. And what I say is that, well, when you, which I do a lot, uh, when you ride a fitness bike in a gym, um, all of that just totally gets thrown away completely mm-hmm. um, as heat. You know, it's just um, totally wasted. But at least in the rat, um, your work does go into to something. So, I mean, that, that's how the, the, that part of the system works. But then there's another part of the system that functions as a um, workout machine at the gym because you can run programs as you drive. So you could be, you could be driving on a flat, um, but you could be running a hill profile uh, just exactly like a machine at the gym, basically. Uh, or the other way around. You could be um, going, up a steep, going up and down steep hills, but have your pedal resistance stay flat and, and even. Um, so that's, you know, that's basically the crux of the system. You know, that's the, that's the big idea. It's amazing because it, I mean, it automatically opens it up to any level of, of physical fitness and ability. And then that idea of, of and I've, I saw one of your posts and you said around 5% uh, return on certain trips, you know, that you would get 5% in, from pedaling. But that's each ride. So over time, you have the ability right. to just basically recouping charges from the system. And maybe you're on the grid and you're charging on the grid, but maybe even off the grid. And then that power that's from your grid goes to other things that you need in your life. And so it's, right. it's really about taking responsibility, I see it, as very ethical. And I mean, wouldn't it be amazing to have a society that, that relied upon vehicles that had this sense of uh, pride for themselves, for their health, for the environment. I just see it as this holistic, really just elegant new way of traveling. Yeah, it, it, you're, I, well, obviously I agree because I'm, you know, I'm in love with it too. Um, a friend of mine had a really interesting thought uh, years ago when uh, I was telling him about this and he, he, he brought up like a, a benefit maybe you hadn't thought of is that, you know, in, in, our, in our civilization now and probably for probably the last, I don't know, 70 or so, 80 years, we get in a car and you, you push your foot on the accelerator and you go. And, and now, obviously, for, for a long time, you can go very fast. Um, every, every minute of human history up until about the last 80 years has not been like that. You had to walk or you had to ride a horse or, or, or something. And so what, what has happened over time is that there's been, we've really have no idea of how much energy it takes, how much effort it takes to go somewhere, to go on a long trip, to go on a long a car ride, a car trip, uh, a, a jet, an, an airplane, we're, we're, you, you know, I mean, everybody is, is at least a few times in their lives gone on a really long walk or a really long bike ride. And it's like, you know, it's a big deal. Like if you, if you were to walk some, if you were to walk 20 miles, that's a huge deal, but in a car, it's, it's nothing. Um, so he said that it made him feel like this, this, something like this kind of brings you back to understanding maybe a little bit more appreciating hey it it takes a lot of energy to 
do even some of the simplest things. Even just to boil water, it takes a lot of energy. And I just, another thing that um, I guess is just part of my personality and maybe help this to come to fruition is just that I hate waste. And the, the idea that every time you stop or slow down a car, you're just throwing all this energy away into heat. And in, at an internal combustion engine, what is, I don't know what the statistic is, but what is it, 80, 90% of, of the energy is just, is heat. You know, yeah, the gas goes into just making, making it hot. Um, and that's, I think, the, the great thing about electric vehicles in general and hybrids is, is that we're not, you're not doing that anymore or not as much. You're not throwing away all the, uh, the energy every time you stop the car. Um, so yeah, I mean, if, if, if everybody could kind of like understand that a little bit better, yeah, I mean, I agree completely, uh, what a huge change that would be. So where are we now? I mean, we've got, we, every, it feels like all the benefits are there. You've got the safety features that you want to put in, but then last time we talked, you were like, well, there's a progress here. There's a protocol here, Matt. It's not just instant A to B. We're there, you know? So yeah. Is a progression. So where are you at in that progression and how can we, we help? Well, really, the, 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 the issue I'm having is uh, funding. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's to be expected. You know, it's, it's a startup. It's a, and there's a lot of technology involved. And it's not an easy thing. The, the whole, well, I shouldn't say the whole, but a large part of the venture capital angel investor culture is really geared toward um, internet platforms and uh, software technologies, partly because the barriers to entry are lower. The, the um, ability to scale is easy. Yeah, the, the industry is not very regulated. So it's kind of this wild west and sure that's, I mean, money flows like water, right? It flows to the easiest possible place. Um, Whereas as this, the rat racer, it's, you know, it's complicated, it's manufacturing. Um, so I, I, part of the problem is, is that, is that, is, you know, getting the investment, finding an investor. I mean, I basically have to find a person or people that <clears throat> are like you or I that are in love with the idea and just want to support it. Um, and they have the means to do so. Um, because as an investment, honest, you know, if, if, you're, if you're looking at a portfolio or something as an investment, it's not as good a deal because it's gonna take more money, it's gonna take more time. Uh, the fact that we built a prototype is huge in that we have a you know, huge step forward to, to make our next prototype, it'll be much easier. Uh, well, it'll be easier, I don't know, much easier. Um, so it's, it's really, I, I guess it's really finding the the person or people who um, are like-minded as us and who want to uh, support it, and that's and that's been that's been tough, you know, for me. And the the whole thing with like Kickstarter and, and those funding platforms is that they're they're great. I, I guess if you have a a fifty or eighty dollar uh, thing that you're you're selling, but for you know a twenty thousand dollar vehicle um, doesn't work as well. Even though I, I, I did get some support, I didn't make my goal 
I, I pulled it before I made my goal because I just felt it wasn't it wasn't working and it wasn't the right you know it wasn't the right way to do it. And also, you know, there, there's been this in especially like with some other electric vehicle projects, and I suppose some other high tech startups. There's been this promise, this over promising, you know, oh you'll get your car in three weeks, or or whatever, or you know make a make a non-refundable down payment of whatever, $1,000 or $5,000. And I just, I just don't want to even like uh, uh, go near any of that because I just think I, I don't like it. It's, it's kind of dishonest. So I haven't promised anything, you know, in terms of you're going to get your car right away. And I do have some people that made uh, pre-order deposits and I've had some people that have decided they wanted to pull it. So I've refunded their money. So, um, I just don't, yeah, I guess I just, I can't see myself being like one of these other uh, companies that is wildly overpromised. So um, have you seen Kai-Fu Lee's uh, AI Superpowers book just for uh, the beginning section? So yeah. I really believe what you're doing by what they call investing heavy is, is it's, it's a mature way of doing things, that's for sure, because that's the way, you know, our grandfathers and, you know, our grandparents did it. But it's also where things are heading back again. I mean, there's the reason why, you know, many American companies that have done very well over here because they have the light overhead or the online, they go over to China and then they get out-competed because the Chinese copycats all started investing heavy. They started... Yeah going into the real world, they started providing actual benefits that were tangible. Yeah. And I think that America is still in that, that digital bubble to a certain degree where, where they're, they're, everyone's attaching so much value to a digital product because it's easy to make money. Not because yeah. it's like life-changing or deeply rewarding or something like that yeah. or physically changing. It's just because yeah. it's money for these companies. That's why we have those options. So, and that's why the marketing has led us to believe those are the options we need. There has to be a way. The, the value is so massive and it just stacks. Like we stack functions in permaculture, right? For benefit, all engineers are always trying to do that. But this is something yeah. society just needs on a global level. So have you looked at certain areas um, of the country that are prime locations like Portland, you know, like bike trail areas? And have you figured out like how many people could be using the Rat Racer um, today? Um, well, so <clears throat> yeah, I've, I've done a lot of research to look at which cities um, have a lot of, uh, well, I mean, there are cities that are, are very bike friendly and they have really good trail systems. Um, and cities, and that obviously coincides with people that are interested in biking. Right, um, so they'll start thinking outside the box and be like, well, we can make cars that are just like bikes and that would change the whole flavor of the city. Right, so, uh, so they're, like you said, Portland, you know, West Coast, East Coast, um, there's, you know, a lot, a, a lot of interest uh, in, well, in the whole thing, like you're saying, you know, uh, clean technologies, um, electric vehicles, bikes, lots of times those go together, um, as I'm sure you know. Uh, so I, I figured that um, for, for my company to be uh, sustainable, 
we'd have to sell about 200 vehicles a year. Um, and we would, uh, we, we would either partner with a, a company that is, um, you know, doing some kind of, some sort of heavier manufacturing or maybe even some sort of a vehicle manufacturer. Um, or we, we set up our own little, you know, shop and it's sort of like a, there, there's a company here in Minnesota called E-Ride e Industries and they make <clears throat> electric utility vehicles. Um, and they have, uh, they have their own building and they have like their own, you know, little assembly line, but it's, you know, it's, it's, there's no robots or anything like that. It's all just, you know, it's a group of people putting, putting the thing together as it slowly rolls down the, the, you know, the line. So, um, I went through a, a business accelerator in 2017 <clears throat> in Lincoln, Nebraska called N motion. And it was very helpful. And that's where I got my first pre-order customers, by the way. And that's also where I, I figured I, I did the, the calculations to determine how many uh, we'd need to sell. Um, and, and based on the amount of uh, traffic I get to the website of interested people um, from mainly, well, it's mainly the US, Canada, and Germany. That's where my heaviest traffic comes from. Um, that yes, we, we, we have more than enough um, avenues to, uh, to sell the, the vehicle because there's the uh, business to consumer um, uh, vein of, the, of, of our customer, but there's also, there's also a business to business customer. I've been approached by companies that uh, rent, usually they're in tourist areas, companies that rent um, scooters and jet skis and motorcycles and things like that to tourists to tool around an island or a, a vacation area of some sort. So I've been approached by a few of those companies and they want to buy small fleets of, of rat racers just for that, just for rentals, you know, just for fun. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then there's also, you know, there's a lot, a lot of car share groups out now. Um, and I, I mean, I think we could get into car shares. I think we could get into um, the uh, recreational rentals market. And, and I mean, globally, not just in, not just in the U.S. Have you um, thought about sports models and making um, racing like a, a part of this? Well, yeah, it would be, it would be great to, to race with it. I, I, I photoshopped uh, the rat racer as, as a pace car for, you know, like an indie race in front of a bunch of, you know, indie race cars. It's like, you know, someday. Um, but yeah, it would be, uh, it would, yeah, it would be a, a real fun thing to race. Um, I mean, you could, you could go, you could even go somewhere to a, like a track somewhere and they'd have a bunch of rat racers and, you know, you could race, race each other. Cause it's, it, uh, it will lean, it doesn't lean as quite as much as a motorcycle, but it will, it does lean into turns like a bicycle or motorcycle to some, to some extent, not quite as much. It's, it's regulated as a motorcycle um, in the States and in Canada, well, most places in Canada and in Europe. That's definitely um, why I'm attracted to it, I think, because that lean is exactly what you do to apply pressure to your edge as a ski racer to bend your ski and then get that pop out of your ski to leap to the next turn. I'm sure. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I know what you're talking about because I've, I've skied like three times in my life. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm right, I'm right there with you. 
but yeah, no, I, I, I just think I just see it and it just gets me excited. I want to get in one and go have some fun and get out there and not continuously be servicing these clunky machines that just are, you know, we're filling up with, you know, contention, it feels like, you know what I mean? And then we're releasing contention as we drive it. And it's like, yeah, I hate it. I hate it. I, I, I know. It's, it's, it's uh, I mean, in, in every aspect, there, there's absolutely nothing good that's coming from oil. Mm -hmm. no, no, there's no silver lining to that. I mean, even the worst things in the world at least have some sort of silver lining. But to me, um, oil, fossil fuels, there's nothing. It's the, there's absolutely nothing good about it. And then added on top of that, like you, like you said, the inefficiency of, of a car driving around a four or 5,000 pound thing for one person, um, it's, it's just so utter, it's just so like um, ludicrous. Um, and, uh, and like I said, you know, it's, for me, it's, it's the waste, it's the wastefulness of, of that, that whole equation, you know, the, the, the polluting, the, the fossil fuel industry, you know, the, the fact that, uh, it's, it, it's oppressive. Uh, I mean, the, the industry is oppressive in many ways, politically, obviously, and, um, culturally. Um, and then the, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we should. And you know, if if you take computers as as a, a measuring stick, right? I mean, cars at this point should should go you know a thousand miles an hour and go on a single charge or a tank of fuel of some sort for for ten years or something. I mean, wow. it, but they but they aren't. So there's you know why is that? You know, obviously there's some limitations. Uh, having to do with physics but um really it's it, you know things should be way different than than they are right now absolutely yeah and i think a lot of people it's it's funny how the efficiency conversation about 10 years ago was like conspiracy theory but now everyone knows that there have been efficiencies that have been discovered over time and they just yeah. you know are being slowly added today <laughs> in, in very minute right. pieces right. um, rather than actually applying technology it's wild so right. this is a way that we can get ourselves out of, outside of that mire and really start taking responsibility start living a healthier life holistically you know not just our, our physical health but the environmental health and our and our community health understanding what our actual footprint is and right. valuing it you know <laughs> It's amazing. It's really absolutely amazing. I cannot wait to be able to go and visit my friends, go on film tours with just a vehicle that I know I can plug in that night and not worry about it. You know, I don't need to put toxins in it and I can go around and be proud of my vehicle. I don't know people who are proud of their vehicles. And I mean, for a little bit, it felt like people with the hybrids were. And then they found out that it actually would have been a smaller footprint carbon wise to just use that old used car, you know, with, with as much efficiency right. and cleaning it up right. as possible. Right. So, right. So folks right now are really seeking something that will be congruent with who they are, what they want to be. And I, I, I honestly, 
you know, I look at those electric uh, bikes and, I, and I'm in the Pacific Northwest. I see, the, I see the rain, you know, I see the other vehicles on the road. And right. my son's like, but I've got a vest. I'm going to go ride my bike. And it's, you know, it just freaks me out. People don't I know. I know. pay any attention, it feels like nowadays. So having that safety feature, having that ability to be just as safe as a car, but to right. get all the baggage is a dream. And I think that yeah. is a dream that many of us have in the back of our minds, and we just need to bring to the forefront of our minds, and then you will find all the support that you need. And I'm gonna keep brainstorming and try to come up with some, some, some suggestions, maybe some, some things, that maybe connections I can uh, find that will help you um well if anybody if any if anybody could you you can so i, I know with, with your with your background and with what you've done and the 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 the, the safety thing is huge and um you know uh on a bike you're uh, on a bike path you know in, in america biking is mostly recreational right mm -hmm. um and and bike paths are great and i love going on bike paths it's it's the funnest it's the most fun for me but biking on a on a street like when you have to commute or whatever um you're you're this second class citizen and you're and you're pushed over into the gutter and it, and it really sucks um it's it's like being you know not not fully uh not a full citizen not not equal uh, and, and the, the thing with the rat racer is you just go with traffic at the speed of traffic. So you're not, you know, you're, you're not delegitimized and, and, and shoved off to the side, um, any, anymore, you know, you're right there. So, uh, like you said, you know, it, it, not only is it, it's safer, but it gives you a, the, an uplifting feeling of, you know, I'm not. I'm 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 not this little thing to be, you know, that's just an annoyance to people that's, you know, shoved aside. You're an example now for everyone who sees you driving that, that's for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh man. Well, thank you so much for carving out this time for us. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate mm. it. I appreciate I, it very much. I can't wait to see rat racers everywhere. And Me too. is there a place where people can donate? Um, because I know that our, this audience does do donations and will sign up for newsletters and will want to stay in touch with you. So you can just go to, you know, the, the website, chromefeldmotors.com, um, and you can, you know, access it that way. Access me, I guess, that way. Awesome. Perfect. Okay. All right. Thanks, Matt. You're so welcome. Thank you.